He had four legs, two elongated arms, and a pair of short wings. My man has eight limbs, and all of them suck. <laughs> So T.A. Indress puts off, like, narc vibes, like, whoa, right? <laughs> narc vibes. I mean, you're right, but that's, like, the funniest possible way you can say, hey, I think our T.A. is a spy for the government. <laughs> I mean... Narc vibes. Hello, fellow kids. How do you do? Yeah. Okay, shut up. A philosophical. <laughs> a narc no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that. No, I'm not saying you're f- hello, fellow kids. I'm saying T A Indras is the hello, fellow kids. How do you do? Oh, Whatever how do you do, is, fellow mean. kids? Yeah, uh, one of my. Fr- I was talking to one of my friends recently who got a, a job as a lifeguard right before the dripping happened and referred to themselves as a water narc, which I thought was super funny. That's I guess where that's water coming from. Narc. But yeah, am I am I off base there? I mean, you know what I'm gonna say. Everyone's an arc. Everyone's a spy. We're being watched. That's not untrue. <laughs> but you're you're a heretic, though. You're a you're a non-believer. Ooh, heretic. That's sexy. A non-believer in what? What do you? <laughs> I believe. I disbelieve many things. The Alamist. What? Go so it doesn't me a heretic. That was really sexy. What? Anyway, so should I do some research? Should I do like? I feel like I should, you, you know what, I'm him? just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do a little hacking dude, real dude, quick. Dude, dude. Yeah, like. If by a little hacking you mean comparing the documents that the rest of the class has to what we have, I already did that because unlike some people, when I think, hmm, maybe, you know, I hate doing extra credit work, but sometimes I do maybe need to do it. When I think, hmm, maybe I need to do some extra work, I actually do it. Usually. I didn't read the Horkwajir Chronicles, but, like, I did compare our assigned reading to the class's assigned reading, and it is different. Well, I assumed that much. (laughs) I want to go to the center of the earth, okay? And I'm in. (laughs) Do you mean that you logged into your school account? Is that what your hacking is? No, I got kicked out of my school account because I was posting too many dank Arnold Schwarzenegger memes. Okay, alright, I'm seeing some things. Okay, yeah, alright. I'm seeing T.A. Indras' face. I'm not seeing that name anywhere else, but I'm seeing that face. Okay, yeah. Does he look like a narc? Uh, he sure does look like a narc. There's a person matching his physical description in the faculty, or adjunct faculty, of, like, four or five other schools? This guy works a lot. This guy's got a lot of jobs. Hmm. It's the gig economy, man. He's got to take, like, five jobs to provide for his family in this terrible academic job market. I don't care about the, like, bad economic situation of narcs who work for the government and spy on college students. Why? This is stupid. But it's something that the American government has done so many times before, like... This is true. Of course it's happening again. Is Professor Leone okay? I, like, he hasn't been replying to my emails. He didn't pick T.A. Indras, did he? He never talks to me. He He has, I have emailed him occasionally, and he has occasionally responded to my emails, but they have been pretty bland. We should actually get into the class discussion. Uh, we, let's not go over, at least in detail, the real reason that Aldria is... That Aldria, like, abandoned the Andalites to live as a hork bajir. It was just because of daddy issues, Parker, didn't you know? Well, that's that's Ugh. what that's what we've got in 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 the other sections, copy volume thirty uh, volume thirty four. So let's 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 stick to that. 
it was very clearly like she has a problem with genocide because she's a reasonable person and also like a resistance fighter. Yeah, which is what I learned after unzipping the zip from earlier because it turns out the Horkbeer Chronicles used to be on our sort of web library of PDFs for this semester. I'm going to blame us for that one. <laughs> Let's just be aware that there is, well, to be blunt, there is at least one imposter among us. Yeah, Axe is a real jerk here. I don't know if Axe knows about the bioweapon history thing. Uh, if he does, he's a real jerk. If he doesn't, he's a real jerk. I, I have a lot more to say about the relationship between Axe and Aldria, but I think we could probably get into that in a class discussion. Yeah, it's messed up how the Animorphs rally around Axe, the guy that they know who is like, oh yeah, she sucks because she's a race trader. Yeah. Being a race trader is like a life goal of mine, personally. <laughs> yeah. Betray all white people. Like, Aldrea's a little abrasive, but she's not wrong. She's earned it. She's earned being abrasive. Yeah. I mean, if all that... I, way less terrible stuff has happened to me, and I'm still abrasive. Like, God. Pretty annoyed at Axe this time around. He does the <laughs> the equivalent of, like, misgendering her. Exactly. Yeah, he's, like, misspeciesing yes. her. Ugh. And he, like, finally acknowledges her existence at the end, which is like, oh my God, you... <laughs> well, it just goes to show, and this is, you know, not against any Andalites I know personally. You know, I don't, no! have to, I, I don't have to say that. I don't have to say that because we're not recording the class discussion. We're not being listened in on right now by the government, hopefully. Government, please don't take me away and re-educate me for being rude about Andalites. Again. <laughs> Again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to talk about that in the uh, class discussions, but that did happen. God... Their sense of honor is just, like, it, it's what they tie their, like, personhood to. And that's why, like, exile is such a, it's, like, worse than death. I think it's such an easy way to, like, make an excuse for Aldria because she was like, oh, just mad about her father, Ciro. Which, like, who, if Ciro was your father, wouldn't you want to be, like, dead <laughs> instead? I'm sure lots of Andalites would just say yes, but... For whatever reason. The way that, like, the other group's versions has Aldria, like, really loathing Ciro retroactively for ruining their family's, like, reputation and sort of putting them in the position where they ha were sort of, like, sh sort of sh shuttled off to the hork planet and she holds that against him. Mm. And the fact that that's not in the version that Professor Leone gave us at all. Like, she does not have any loathing for her father in the book that we read that was sort of for our section. And the discrepancy there is so frustrating to me. We should probably talk about the rest of the book. We should probably actually yeah, get it's, class discussion going. Yeah, it's going. a few minutes past. We should it's just about get into it, all actually. Right. I'm opening Noom. Let's go. Bioweapons are bad. Good to know we're all on the same page about that. <laughs> moment to change your lane I came home from the wasteland heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl created out of nothing like a comic book girl hey let's start our class discussion let's start our class discussion hello my friends my my dear compatriots my companions along this Animorphs journey. Let's introduce ourselves. Oh, uh, hello, Professor Leon. Here is our class discussion. Also, welcome to our new TA, Indras Tiliam Nerefir, 
pleased to have you on our class discussion. Hi, I'm Parker Renevere, uh, coming to you live from my small fort made of double spicy ramen packages. I use she, her. I want ramen. Do you want ramen? Can I give you ramen? Please let me give you ramen. The palate spicy, that I ordered came in and I am- actually makes me really ill, sorry. Oh god. I like spicy. I will give you spicy ramen. Please take it. Brad is not happy. Brad wants a divorce and we're not even married. <laughs> like, honestly, I've been hunched in here for like a while. I'm going to just, I'm going to break, I'm going to, I'm going to bust out. I'm going to bust out of my fort made of spicy ramen. Get ready. All right. <laughs> good. I did it. Okay. All right. We're good. Oh, oh, my back. Okay. Hey, Amazing. introduce yourselves while I stretch, please. You're oh. on top of the world. And by the world, I mean... A I'm surrounded by spicy ramen packages. Uh, there's nowhere in our house to store them. Who are you, Cassandra? Huh? Who Cassandra, are who are you, Cassandra? I'm Cassandra. Kelly. Okay, what are your pronouns? She, her. I just spent a lot of time doing data entry at work. Who are you, Erso? <clears throat> well, I'm Erso Ren, and I use she, her pronouns. And my fun fact this week is the sun is not an anti-capitalist, and it should be. The sun doesn't have a political affiliation, as far as I can tell. That's that's my problem with it. <laughs> anyway, so moving right on from that, before we get bogged down in a 20-minute esoteric discussion of the sun's political compass, because I know that you will do that. What are Apollo's politics? Is, 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 is Apollo... Apollo's a volunteerist. No, but he's not a volunteerist because he's got them. Okay, them so I'm just going to mute Parker on my end so I don't have to listen okay, to her no, anymore. No, we need to discuss. All right, today we're talking about Animorphs Volume 34, The Prophecy, which features Cassie Borfiga 2, uh, Hork Bajir, my favorite of the... Your dream. Yeah. Look at that transition timeline. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Goals! <laughs> Snapshot six years under HRT, Hork Bajir replacement therapy. Hork Bajir replacement treatment. Hormone replacement therapy. Hork Bajir replacement therapy. God. I can't talk right now. I don't know why. It's going to make discussion pretty hard. What would you get done first? Would you get the horns put in first? Elbow blaze, no question. I'd gouge every surface that I ate on. Uh, talking about this one, I have a synopsis if we want to do a sneep snop. I keep not doing sneep snops. I should do the next sneep snop. Remind me to do the next sneep snop. Here we are, 34, the prophecy. <clears throat> on her way back home from a top-secret mission, Cassie sees a hork in her yard and panics. But it turns out to be Jarahami, who directs the Animorphs to the free hork colony in the mountains, where they meet Quaffaginavon, the very last of the Arn, who are the progenitors of the hork Quaffaginavon wants to travel to the hork homeworld to create new hork and find a cache of yurk weapons hidden by Aldria Iskilian Falan, the daughter of Ciro and by way of Nothalinism, the grandmother of Jarahami and the great-grandmother of Tobihami. Though she was killed generations ago, Aldria's mind is stored on a piece of Andalite tech, and Quaffaginavon transfers her consciousness not into Rachel or Toby, who volunteered to receive it, but into Cassie, who now holds both herself and Aldria in her mind and body. Once Aldria has established that she likes neither the Arn nor the Andalites and is helping for her descendants' sake alone, the Animorphs, Toby, and Quaffaginavon board a stolen Yurk ship and head for the Hork-Bajir homeworld, narrowly avoiding destruction by an Andalite ship. 
Quaffajunavan recovers his lab and starts cooking up some new Horkbajir, and the others follow Aldria's lead towards the weapons cache. Aldria's grief nearly overwhelms Cassie when she discovers that the Yerks have lain waste to her former home and created a giant Yerk pool by damming the end of the valley with the trees that she used to live in. The entrance to the cache and their escape vehicle is on the interior side of the dam, so a truly bananas plan is required. Everyone but Cassie morphs bugs and piles into Cassie's mouth, and Cassie seamlessly shifts from bird to human to whale in an act of precision morphing, splashing down into the Yerk pool and unleashing her friends upon the unsuspecting controllers. At turns, aided by and struggling against a panicked Aldria, Cassie opens the way to the hidden chamber and our savior teens destroy the dam and blast off in an old ship of Aldria's. Toby Hami's great-grandmother ends her time sharing Cassie's brain by telling her that she picked her to inhabit because she knew that when the time came, Cassie would have the strength to send her off. That was like really, that part really weirded me out because it's like, why can't you just be a nice person and not take over someone's brain regardless of what they think about it. I mean, Quaffajinavon makes it seem kind of random. Okay, let's actually get into that. That's a, that's a, all right. Well, actually, I do have one note before that, which is that Marco's Star Wars opinions are valid because Phantom Menace is the best one. That's actually the only Star Wars that I've seen. I saw the Phantom Menace and I did like the costumes. Yeah, it slaps. Darth Maul is cool. He has a double-bladed lightsaber. It's twice as many blades as any other Jedi or Sith. He's the best. So let's talk about the Ixila, the Ixila, uh, the the sort of piece of Andalite technology that that contains Aldria Iskillian Falan and sort of allows her to just sort of be like, whoops, got your body. Is it whoops, got your body or whoops, got your brain? I think it's more whoops, got your brain. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think she had any decision making in the process. I mean, she definitely implies that she does at the end, but also... I'd be willing She's to. She's a weird robot ghost. I don't <clears throat> actually think she knows anything about the process. Okay, so but then what do you think of Quaffajinavon's sort of sort of like take on who's going to get ghost possessed? Quaffajinavon can eat it, frankly. Okay, so what, what Quaffajinavon says is Aldria Zixila will be attracted to someone most like she was. Someone strong, fierce, independent, presumably female. Hork Bajir or Andalite most likely, but I suppose she might gravitate towards a human. If such a human female existed, and my, my response to that is just like, oh boy, buckle up, because this one's gonna get gendery. And boy, howdy, did it get gendery. This is what I'm saying. Quaffajinavon can... Alright, tell me more about your feelings about our bird friend scientist, please. I hate him. He sucks. Okay, but why? Well, because, oh my god, I just, I, I doubt every single one of his stated intentions here with regard to the Hork-Bajir. Yeah, same. And the weapons, frankly, and like, I just think he's someone who's lost everything, and I feel like he's about to do something really desperate. Obviously, we don't ever actually find out what that is from these accounts, but like... That's true. All the Arn are really, like, they're scientists, are all pretty messed up. They created a like a race, a species. First thing I thought you were gonna say they created racism. They created racism. <laughs> Man, it, we were totally cool under the Ard cable log. I mean, Cassandra, I know you haven't read the Horkbajir Chronicles, but all the stuff that they do the Hork to the Horkbajir, not just like as a group of people, but as a species, is pretty wrong. They just start they try to play God and Quaffagenovan is part of that, so I don't know. Also, he's sexist. He is sexist, that's true. Um, Or he's implied that Aldria is sexist, which I don't believe. Also, he looks bunk as hell. He looks (laughs) bad. Because I had read the Horkbajir Chronicles when I was a kid. (laughs) And I was like, oh, they're kind of like, they're kind of like low-slung birds. And then I was reading this description. 
Hold on. Let's talk about the description. No, of they're like cool pteranodon people. They sound. I think they sound like they look really cool. I've never seen a picture of an Arn, so I don't know. The Arn stood in the center. It's chapter chapter three. The Arn stood in the center. The first thing I noticed about him was his eyes. They glittered like diamonds, lit from within. Their intensity dazzled me. I blinked a few times and began to take in more details of the Arn's appearance. Now, Cassie's nice, so she doesn't say anything, but <clears throat> he had four <laughs> legs, two elongated arms, and a pair of short wings. Let's stop right there. <laughs> My man has eight limbs. And all of them suck. <laughs> he was about half as tall as Axe, and his skin was a vibrant emerald green. I stared at the Arn. We'd gotten almost used to seeing alien races. Perkshire, Taxons, Andalites, Howlers. Almost. There was still something unsettling about seeing some something who was so definitely not from around here. Even by the standards of aliens, the Arn were bizarre. He stood surrounded by seven-foot-tall nightmares, watched by a deceptively peaceful-looking Andalite, a hawk, and a gaggle of badly-dressed kids, and he was still the strangest being there. <laughs> He sounds like he looks really cool. I don't know how we interpreted this so differently. I'm going to draw a picture of what I think the arm <laughs> looked like, and I'm going to send it to you because it's bad. I think it's so unfair for you to say that all of his limbs suck. <laughs> all of my limbs suck. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he's he's got a little bit of imperiousness to him. He thinks that he's hot stuff. He thinks that he's the, the coolest. He thinks that his weird alien dung smells sweeter than everyone else's. Because he helped create a species... Have anybody, has anybody else here helped create a species? No? Hands? Anyone? Bueller? No? I don't think so. I played Spore once, and that was fun. Okay, well, you count then. That's valid. <laughs> like, yeah, he seems, like, arrogant, but so does Axe. I've stated the problems I have with Andalites, but they don't okay. try to play God. Um... You know who does, though. <laughs> Zero. The Elemist, except the Elemist is fake! Well, I was going to say the Elemist, and then I was going to just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't know why everybody's got such a cow about gender in this book. Axe is a jerk, I think, no, on, on gender levels. Was, that was book 28, The Experiment. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Coffee Ginevon is a jerk about gender. I feel like Axe is a jerk about gender. Axe, Axe is more is a, a jerk, jerk about, about gender. Axe is just a jerk And the lights book. are like that. I mean, like, histor historically. Historically, they <laughs> um, are, but they're better no. Anyway, Axe is, Axe is being a jerk. Axe is like, I, I can't understand why you would become a Nothlet, and that sort of, like, dehumanizes you to me a mm. little bit. Mm -hmm. it, it really strips Aldria of, like, personhood and agency and mm -hmm. stuff. Axe is like, oh, yeah, but you could have been an Andalite, though, you know? Like, that's not the most important thing, Axe. Yeah, it's really not. The other gendery moment is on page 50. What's the chapter number? Because... I have my book. Chapter 21 near the end. She's a bird. The thermal fail dissipated by horizontal winds. I was as high as I could go. That's it, boys, girls, and etc. I said, I can see the yerd pulled up. Like, yes, this one's very gendery. Aw, you're etc. I am. It's me. Also girls, but... Well, yeah, you're girls and etc. <laughs> girls and etc. <laughs> love, love the Cassie said trans rights. So we were talking a while ago, quite a while ago, about the relative merits of giving Yerks morphing technology versus space travel technology. And I was saying that I think in some ways giving them morphing technology could have been more useful. And we were talking about timeline stuff and like, did how, when were those technologies like invented? How old is morphing technology? Well, so Aldria is fam very familiar with morphing. She's an Andalite. I think she might even say something like, I've been morphing my whole life. I don't totally remember. 
She was an Andalite. She was an Andalite. My bad. Sorry. Sorry, dead lady for misspeciesizing you. So she was an Andalite. She says something like, you know, I've been morphing my whole life. And she's Ciro's daughter. So if she's been morphing, like, her, probably her whole life, I don't, again, I don't remember exactly how it was phrased. Morphine technology was probably around in Ciro's time. So he could, because this was, like, one of the parts of our debate was we were like, oh, maybe morphine technology wasn't around. This makes me think it's more likely that it was and that it was an option. Maybe? I don't really know how that whole timeline shakes out. Yeah, I was just thinking it, it could it could possibly be part of an answer to that thing we were wondering about a while ago. Well, I um not to show off a little bit here, but I do actually have a paper copy of actually two paper copies of the Horpreacher Chronicles. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty hard to come by, but a friend of mine um happened to get me a couple copies cuz she knew that I like the Animorphs, and um, it's actually stated at one point in the book that Aldria has the morphing technology, but it is A, very recent, like as an invention, and B, it is, like, she has it discreetly, because it's only from, like, the Andalite military. It's like a weapon, and she's not military. She's just a, like, a kid, basically. So she gets it illicitly. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't I don't think that the timeline coincides properly. If only it had. Yeah, I feel like they would have gone so much better. It, absolutely. Whole history would have been different. No one uses fax machines, but call you'll hear the noise. Statues left by ancient Greeks, the perfect cheeks of goddesses and said the thing about the arns the arn the arnold schwarzeneggers (laughs) arnold schwarzenegger as arnold schwarzenegger is cloned more and more and as the time stream becomes less and less stable arnold schwarzenegger's sort of genetic body sort of his sort of genetic code his pattern starts to devolve and he gathers more and more mutations until he's this like six-limbed wigged creature And uh, eventually he just gets sucked back through a time portal, but he knows everything about genetic engineering now, so he does some cool experiments. It makes so much sense, and he wanted to build a species that was as buff as he was back in his prime. Something that really, like, and I've read ahead a little bit, so this comes up again, actually, which is one of the reasons I'm really excited to talk about it, but I think this is the first documented evidence we have of split transformations, like... Within the Animorphs, the examples of this that we have, the sort of rule of you have to go back to your your base form before morphing into a different uh, morph is when Rachel had the allergy to crocodiles and she went straight from one morph to another. And then mm. we also have this example, which is Cassie just through apparent sheer will and skill is able to morph parts of her body one way and other parts of her body a different way she morphs human like just enough for it to count and then just kind of makes that work she's one third human one third whale and one third bird for like a few moments i love that for her yeah it seems like she's doing it very much intentionally and like with a degree of control and i think it doesn't help with audrey's growing panic in this scene 
Audrey's just like has no idea what's going on. It's kind of horrifying for her, and she doesn't really know how to. Oh no, she doesn't know how to control this morph. It's just a, a bunch of new morphs, especially because it's not really a full morph. It's like a, a weird, cool amalgam. She's like a whale with wings, sort of at various points. Yeah, she's definitely a person with wings, and then she becomes a whale out of that. Not not to spoil next journal, which is like real life historical events, obviously. But um, Marco also has like multiple characteristics of different animals at the same time. Although that is from stress, and it like Ooh. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't benefit him in any way. Anyways, we'll talk about that next week. But I just think this is incredible. Like Cassie's uh, pff, amazing. Cassie's incredible, uh, and I don't think that she gets enough credit from the Andalites on the team for this feat. Mm-hmm. Aldria is absolutely astonished. She's like, I can't even believe that this is real. Every book, Cassie is performing these feats of that I can't, I just can't imagine myself doing. I mean, I know war pushes people to do some amazing things, but. And terrible things. Yeah. I. <laughs> I was also thinking that maybe this is the book that I had that I like got that idea of people watching me from inside my own brain. That I did I tell you guys about that? I told you guys about that, right? Maybe you, I probably you forgot. Did. I think last Cassie book is when I talked to you guys about it. Oh, so this might be the one where you've got like a whole other person who's not necessarily controlling you, but who is just like watching everything that you do i think that's called dissociation yeah i think so too <laughs> it's pretty wild though it's just like every cassie book i think she has she has some like intense psychological experience based on like alien weird technology or biology so i sympathize with her really strongly kill him and then cry over him that's our cassie <laughs> I love Valdria's line at the end of chapter 14. Jake says, We may have just alerted the Yerks, made things harder, so take five seconds to celebrate and then get ready to land. Be ready for battle wars if needed. Valdria's like, Cassie, I believe I like your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) They're in love. Yeah, oh, the top secret mission that Cassie goes on with Rachel at the beginning of the book is uh, she's doodling, she, she doodled on a test and she doodled something very embarrassing and personal about Jake extract like they have to tear up a test in a in in like a teacher's home and it's it's adorable it's so funny it's so good i thought the part with them talking about shooting the andalite was interesting like is it worth it to shoot one ostensibly good guy to save a planet or whatever we still don't know what the arn was up to Uh, i'm not coherent i'm hungry I also thought that they, like, prioritized that in a weird way. They were, like, cheering, yeah, we, like, killed the Yerk ship, woohoo, and, like, we saved this one Andalite, and it's like, yikes, you know, the line of morality is really not that clearly split down It's like, okay, so obviously I am, you know, a resident Yerk apologist, I'm like, Yerks are people, blah, 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 but, like, even if you're gonna be like, oh, Yerks are terrible and they should die, which I don't think either of you would be, but, you know, the Animorphs were kind of like that. Reasonably, I would think. It's not reasonably. They had this whole thing talking to Aftra and realizing that they do war crimes. They do war crimes in this book Ecocide was on the line. We've talked about this. Make your point. We've talked about this. This is all. What are the war crimes they do? (laughs) They drain that giant Yerk pool, which is likely (laughs) full of civilians. Again, this keeps happening. They keep killing massive amounts of Yerks with no distinguishing between civilians and enemy combatants. And I don't care if Ecocide is on the line. You still that's i'm i'm not even saying it's a war crime anyway so even if you're like blarg we're gonna kill all the yerks you're still also killing their four um host bodies which like we know that they already do and we know that they basically 
only try to avoid killing human host bodies and pretty much kill alien host bodies indiscriminately, but... So I would say then that draining the Yurk pool is more ethical than killing a whole bunch of Hork as your controllers because they're in a fight situation. I feel like maybe if you want to do it like that, it's sort of on par because there's more of the Yerks and presumably a larger number of them are civilians, but you don't have the collateral damage of their host bodies, whereas there's fewer, presumably, hork controllers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, you can't call host bodies collateral damage. You're the one who's trying to frame this like something you can measure out. Okay, so yeah, you can't frame it as collateral damage because host bodies are lives. Collateral damage is a term that you use to describe property. Well, the Yerks kind of view them as property. Yeah, but they're not. They're lives. They're people. But I don't think the Animorphs are really viewing them as people. I think the Animorphs have a serious issue with not viewing aliens as people. And I would concur with you on that. Aliens that they get to know well. Like, I'm kind of, I'm trying to frame it as kind of how the Animorphs, I think the Animorphs are thinking. Yeah, I would agree with you that the Animorphs need to really, or... If I were in this situation, I would be like, hey, guys, maybe we shouldn't just be murdering all these Hork-Bajir because that's not cool. I don't know. I have less of an ethical qualm with draining this Yurk pool than I do with, yeah, them murdering just a whole bunch of I just I don't get why you keep saying you're okay with killing what is likely a countless number of civilians. Okay, well, here, consider it this way. It might not be ethical because war is never ethical, but the Yurks are operating under exactly those same rules. They have no problem with killing human civilians or Hork-Bajir civilians. also do war crimes just because someone else did war crimes first. What is this, kindergarten? He started it. He started the war crimes. <laughs> Kinder- kindergarten for war criminals. <laughs> That's just what these books are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all war is unethical and stupid and fundamentally yeah sort of like kindergarten tier conflict resolution but like if you're fighting an enemy that has superior resources to you and is willing to be ruthless then you also need to be ruthless you need to be you need to match them in ruthlessness if not exceed them that's just that isn't that is ultimately just a horrible downward spiral of war crimes that ends with weapons of mass destruction and, and mutual mutually assured destruction and the planet being a nuclear wasteland i think even within these books we've seen that that's been proven untrue i think that that's a slippery slope fallacy and i think that if human beings regained control of earth under these circumstances if they just like decisively won the war this would not turn into a yurk extermination effort i mean granted because humans don't really have space technology capable of doing so but also because the andalites and stuff are already on that you know i mean we'd probably mm-hmm. help out but like it wouldn't be our thing whereas the yurks are not going to stop if they win in a hypothetical scenario. I don't know. I think we could I think we could disagree about this for like hours. And you're super hungry. What do do, do you wanna I don't know. Yeah, now I'm hangry because now you pissed me off. Yeah, well I'm just I'm just trying to be sensitive to your needs. Okay, well I have a hypothetical though that is potentially more Uh-oh. fun. Okay. Oh, here's I a hypothetical. Hear it. Does it involve right. horses? Otherwise I don't care. Alright, so let's say you've got a, an Ixilla that contains you, right? And you you are brought back for like an indeterminate but like pretty limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you get to not be dead anymore. You have almost all of your memories up until the point you died. You're missing like a little bit right at the end there. But you get to be yourself for another sort of brief period of time. You get to be alive again. But a horse has received you. You are in a horse <laughs> body. 
I what would do you do? Instant, I would instantly perish because horses are demons and I don't choose to associate with instantly them. Instantly perish? <laughs> Unless I'm manning a hibachi, or I guess horsing a hibachi restaurant. You're just going to be like, I, I'm going to head out just immediately? Yeah, you know the like reaction images of the, the guy doing the peace sign and then like fading into invisibility? That would be me. <laughs> I would take the horse's sort of like semi-binocular vision opportunity to I'd watch two movies at the same time. Uh, one on either side of my huge horse head. What about you, Erso? I would... I'd be fine, honestly. I think Boo, me and the horse would find ways boring answer! To... <laughs> I think we'd find ways to, like, coexist. Yeah, like, totally. I want to be... The very best, like no one ever was. A dog? And how far are dogs from horses when you really think Pretty about it? Pretty far, because dogs have souls and hopes and dreams, and horses are beings of pure evil and destruction. I, I, who I, also I, can kill you if they look at a leaf wrong. Okay, that's not... <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to endorse all that, but yeah, pretty far, gal. They kind of, like, run the same, that's it. Yeah, and you can ride both of them. It just How large... Are I you am, a child? I mean, and I... so are you, like... A toddler with a large dog? I I have a very strong desire to ride a dog, so I have looked up, like, weight <laughs> comparisons. Yeah. Like, I probably could ride a Great Dane, but that doesn't mean that I should ride a Great Dane. Yeah, it would be so bad for them. They'd freak well, out. Well, should be you really ride a upset. horse? Should you? They don't well, like it. No, because I don't think that human beings should have sort of like turned horses into pack animals they should have just let them I don't free, think human beings should have domesticated horses we've invited the demons inside maybe you want snacks so maybe we should I'm starving take a sec I'm gonna, I'm gonna can go you just... toss me some ramen uh yeah here one sec um do you want uh extra spicy or extra spicy is all we have do you want extra here <laughs> Okay, I'll well, I'm leaving because I can't eat spicy food. All right, I'll be right back. You're coming back? I thought we were just leaving. Yeah, aren't we just leaving? <laughs> okay, back. Release us from our torment. What? What? We have to sign off. Oh, like we? Oh, like we're gonna? Oh, like? Oh, I thought we were just taking a break. Oh, you wanna? You wanna wrap up? No, I'm leaving to have dinner. Bye. Oh, bye. I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to come back so I could sign off. Okay, yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, sorry, let me... I gotta, I gotta just move all the ramen out of the way. All right, great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, have a good evening. Uh, I hope you get some good food in you. Okay, I will. Bye, okay. everyone. Stay Bye. safe. Stay safe. Bye, stay safe. Goodbye, TIs. The Morph Report is on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility, and we are paying someone to transcribe all of our episodes. We have a variety of tiers to choose from. Some of our tiers have some pretty juicy rewards. For example, if you pay enough money, you can even force us to watch the TV show and potentially read the other series by K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant, Everworld. We would really love it if you would check us out and consider supporting us. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks to Noelle Micarelli for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl, off the EP Field Notes from Another Place, and Complicated Spoon. You can find more of their music at noellemicarelli.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Podmorphs, tweet at us or send us an email, and we'll answer it on the show. 
Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. love the Animorph series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs podcast directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every Animorphin desire. Check it out. We'll see you there.